Today, we are going to be talking about what we loved at Abu Dhabi Art and what you can do during COP and the National Day. We've got some Hollywood mix-up with a bit of a promo situation. <laughs> and we're going to be talking food, films and exhibitions with our man about town. Man, this is Culture Bites coming to you from the National News. I'm Inas Frag. And I'm Farah Andrews. So let's crack straight into it. We've got Abu Dhabi Art, which is going on at the moment. It has kicked off. It's all kicking off. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually, we, Farah and I managed to get exclusive tickets to go to the opening. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite busy, so I don't know if we can run that as exclusive, but that's a good thing. Lots of people there, lovely and busy. We were there on um, the kind of preview evening where um, so, like the kind of, Abu Dhabi Art Community headed on down to get a l- nice little look and see so what's happening. It's my first ever Abu Dhabi Art and I have to say, looking at the glitterati, like people looked amazing and the art matched. It was brilliant. It was it, such a great um, event. Yeah, I was like every year at Impressors, to be honest. But this year I was just, it was, there was such a diverse a huge um, selection of galleries. I believe the numbers are 90 galleries from 31 countries. So that really is like a very kind of like cultural, diverse, real cross-section of galleries that were there. And there is definitely something for everybody. So Mm. I was looking at some of the art. um, Really, like one of the standout people um, is Mohammed Ahmed Ibrahim, who's actually his art is displayed all over the posters as well around the city at the moment. Yeah, if you're pulling up, literally when you're pulling up to Abu Dhabi Art, you're seeing his art on the road signage and then all the billboards outside, his pieces are, it's it's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere and it kind of deserves to be. Like I think what what I really took from it was this kind of like almost Miro Kadinsky style of shapes which he uses in his art. Mm -hmm. But then with this really bold... Uh, bold use of color, very 3D. He takes this, his art, which is like on prints, and he makes them into sculptures. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really excited to see his art in person, and it did not disappoint. It's no, it fantastic. Didn't. Kind of walking through the space where his work was um, exhibited, you are kind of you're navigating sculptures. You're kind of like, and it was a. Uh, I mean, we were there on the preview night. It was a busy box there was a lot yeah. of people in there with us we were we were I mean we weren't pushing anyone out of the way but I was hypothetically shopping <laughs> oh yeah a lot of hypothetical shopping um, I am hypothetically very very poor after yesterday because <laughs> I bought a lot <laughs> but it was it's really really good and um I, it was just good to see again what I think this country does really well which is celebrating art which is happening. And I know last week we had Manira on the podcast and just talking about like, you know, how that's being catapulted forward. But, you know, an Emirati artist, Sharjah based um, and really modern, playful use of colour. And, you know, you could look at a lot of the artwork there, which wasn't typically like Middle Eastern, yeah. but it was like Middle East was being celebrated, which yeah. was really great. Another person I want to talk about is um, is the artist Hazem Hub. He has got a brand new, um, a, a brand new collection of works named "Dystopia Is Not a Noun." They're showing in the Tabari Art Space at Abu Dhabi Art, and it's it's a reaction to everything that's happening in Gaza at the moment. So it's a brand new work. Um, it is ashy, it is dark, and it is incredibly emotional pieces that kind of like standing and looking at it was like 
yeah, it's incredibly striking work. Yeah, I mean, you took a pause yeah. when you saw. And I feel like it's something that, yeah, if anybody is there, like, do check it out. For sure. And and I think that's like the, that's the kind of the importance of these kind of events. Like there is a lot of celebration. There is a lot of color. There is a lot of, um, there's a lot to enjoy, but also like art is <laughs> expression. It's a reflection. Yeah. And we've got to think about like how we're reflecting at the moment in the, in this, in the current climate that yeah, we're in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, but there was kind of away from regional artists the something I really really liked was just like I've already said it how global the event mm. was you and I were kind of pulled in by the colour at, yes. at a Korean a South Korean gallery I don't know whether we're going to be able to show this in some way shape or form but if you follow us on our Instagrams like you'll definitely see that there was one piece that really caught foreign eyes art and I think did we did we corner the artist or did the artist corner us? <laughs> we were, uh, we were. So we'll set the scene. It was a wall. We can all picture what a donut wall looks like, right? Yes. But they were kind of inflated donuts, ceramic, so colourful, glossy. Yeah, they were so appetising. Like my little magpie eye was like, hmm, what is that? I like the the kind of pop art, the colour. Yeah. Um, and then we were like, we were just taking it in, and then. We were introduced to the artist there and then. The artist is called Jay Young Kim, and uh, he was so he was so passionate, and, like nice he to talk to so about his work. Lovely, and it's one of those things where you know, again, bringing people together. He's a Korean artist. He's come here to Abu Dhabi to display his work, yeah. and he's just enthusiastic as well to be in the country and to be talking about his glossy, cheerful. He, I think, he actually said to us that he really wants joyfulness to come from his art, and I think a wall of donuts. Nothing. is joyful he used the term spark joy and it sparked joy for us both we left with pep in our step from that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah if you do get to see it um have a look it's really intricately painted glossy um donuts which are uh, cover a wall but they're really quite pop art mm. and like i got the sense of like a little bit of that andy warhol like color combos yeah. going on absolutely and yeah pop art is exactly where we are with it and i yeah i loved it yeah no he was really great and he was great to talk to and that's another thing that's cool is you're walking around these places and the people who you can bump into could be the artists themselves yeah. and so often art and they're you know people who are really passionate about art and what's going on oh yeah this is not an event of salespeople. these are curators gallerists artists people that really 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 care about what's on show and what's being enjoyed and the placement and where mm. it is it isn't i mean it never would be just thrown together but it is an incredibly considered beautiful and there's them. I'm gonna say something so I want to talk about the music because I think that sometimes I'm like the music sometimes for the events sometimes the music can feel a bit like an afterthought mm. but to but when I went there was I know you'd left by then oh yeah yeah you had to go I had to leave early. <laughs> but I, I stayed around <laughs> I stayed around because I was really enjoying myself um and there was this like duo Emirati duo called Gahwa Beats mm. and they were using like coffee beans in the in their music so set the scene for me. We went outside and yes. there was a lot of kind of courtyard. food stalls in the courtyard. And there was a stage. Is that the stage where this was? Yes. Right. So people will go, to get there, you have to go all the way through the art fair. You have to, so you're, you're enjoying your art and then you get out and there's a bit of a vibe, right? Yeah. So apparently last year, that's where the entrance was. So a few people were a bit like, whoa, we have to go around <laughs> the other way. Um, they've created the entrance to be at the other side of the building. So where the entrance was originally last year, I don't know this, I've just moved to the country. But where <laughs> the entrance was last year, they've now got a stage. They've got little tiny boutiques. There's like lots of different places you can get like, 
coffee. I had a lovely hibiscus drink. Mm. There was like noodles, really fun. And there was a stage and there were these two Emirati artists and they were kind of like, I was like, gahwa beats, what's that going to be like? And actually they were using like the traditional grinding methods of uh, use, of your coffee bean. Um, and they kind of do a dig, dig sound. So for non-Arabic speakers, what does gahwa mean? Oh, gahwa means coffee. coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just making sure that everyone knows. Yeah, I always forget that. You <laughs> must know what gahwa is. I've by heard now. the word gahwa, but I'm, okay. yeah, yeah. So coffee, coffee, coffee beats. means gahwa. And if you think about gahwa, coffee, it comes from Arabic. We have got yeah. <laughs> it comes from Arabic. So the uh, the origins of coffee are from the Yemen. So it's actually always been in this region. So everybody else who's enjoying coffee, you can thank the Middle East. You're welcome. What perfect, <laughs> what perfect coffee bean to end on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Gahwa Beats, I'm going to check them out on um, Spotify. And there's more going on. We've got a jam-packed show. Go, go for it, Farah. Right. Big, big, big news from us. <laughs> so this is like something you have spoken about briefly before. You've told me about the fact that, you know, the UAE National Day, um, big celebrations. It's but like huge. really, what, what can I expect? This is going to be my first ever National Day. Right. So National Day is a celebration of just it is just a celebration of the UAE and also incredibly significantly it's a celebration of how much ha has happened in the UAE in 52 years this is the 52nd national day mm -hmm. and it's so what are you going to see over national so we're going to we typically get a long weekend but that might not happen this year so let's Let's play that one safe. <laughs> yeah. Um, and because National Day is falling on a weekend. Yeah. Um, and we will see the Emirati flag everywhere. You've already seen it, right? I'm already seeing it. So my children are at school and they are obviously doing something for National Day. And my daughter needed an, uh, a flag dress. Oh. So I bought her a little flag dress. I love it. And she really likes it. It's also, I sent a photo to my dad um, who only recognised the colours of the Jordanian flag. My dad is Jordanian. Um, I had to explain it was the UAE flag. No, no she's not. This isn't Jordanian National Day. <laughs> it's not Jordanian <laughs> National Day, Dad. But what the other things that happen, so there are always like flybys from the... Um, Air nice. Are they called aerobatics? Uh, I don't know. Small planes. Small planes with colourful smoke. And you're going to see, yeah. Beautiful. Green, red, black smoke. Amazing. UAE flag in the sky. They also do like hearts and different shapes. It's very fun to watch. And you'll see um, the cars. This is the big one. This is the big ticket item. Okay. Emiratis, but also um, non -Emirati. re residents, yeah. decorate their cars with images of key UAE sheikhs. And the, it is just a big celebration of the UAE and the ruling families. Yeah, and you will see camels and landscapes on. So the kind they go on like the big the back window of everyone's big Pajero four by fours patrols patrols, and it's I need to amazing. Get one. And the there's like flags that come out windows. There's a lot of like the kind of driving parades, mm. and everyone is just celebrating Emirati and the UAE in Abu Dhabi there's going to be fireworks I believe there aren't going to be fireworks in Dubai but mm. um, there will be lots of different light shows and these kind of amazing events to kind of enjoy over the weekend that's going to be great and it's also going to be exactly the same time as COP yes so COP28 is coming 
um, to the UAE, which is actually a reason why we're going to pause the show slightly. Not everybody in this room works, just works on um, Culture Bites. We actually do have to do a lot of work around COP28. It's going to be a really busy time for journalists. So apologies for all of our amazing fans. So we're taking a couple of weeks off. We're going to take a couple of weeks off while we cover COP28. So there's going to be loads on the national website about what's going on. All of the world leaders are pretty much going to be here and it's going to be a really, really busy time. Yes. Do you mean for visitors and people coming in? For everyone. So yeah, there's like the kind of everyone coming into the country. There is, what do you want to know about what to do while you're here? Listen to Culture Bites. Listen to Culture Bites. Chat to man. (laughs) Listen to our chat with man. And you're going to be kind of very up to date on the kind of things for your diary while you're here. But there are so many events. And around about the actual, so COP is taking place up at at the Expo City. So where... Expo 2020 took place and so there are lots of foodie installations up there Mm -hmm. there are um, kind of uh, food trucks that are there temporarily but also some uh, new restaurants that are opening up there everything is very 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 sustainability focused of course for COP and so there's a lot of um, good places up there to go and check out and eat at and yeah in terms of things to do my goodness I'm gonna be working I'm just gonna be working Oh, yeah. For us. <laughs> Not very much. I'm just, like, just going to be really <laughs> tired. But no, it's it's incredible to be here at a time when something that is such a global, international, significant day mm. is going to be taking part in Dubai on our doorstep. There, There is, of course, tickets open to the public. So if you haven't signed up, try and sign up because I think it's going to be a spectacular event to go to. So do try and get a ticket to go in. And then there'll be lots of... As these things always do, there'll be branches and networks of lots of things will sprout up, I'm sure, in celebration of how many people are going to be in town. Yeah. So there's, yeah, it's going to be a very, very, very busy couple of weeks. If you notice, it's going to, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people on the road. (laughs) (laughs) You're saying this and you're winking at me. That, I mean, that was... You're like, just to make you're you going to be better. busy. You are going to be busy is all I heard. Yeah, I mean, that's what you should have heard. Yeah. And it's also what you know. So we'll, we... That's why we're taking two weeks off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be running around with a flag in the UAE trying to gather, gather, gather for my job. (laughs) But if you do see me at COP and I don't look too stressed out, come and say hi. Oh, she would love that. (laughs) And that's ego will be thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am six foot with curly hair. You'll see it. So we're going to go from National Day, which is on the 2nd of December. Yes. So don't miss it. And COP. You can't miss it. (laughs) You can't miss it. And COP28, um, which is also going to be going on for a a bit over a week. Um, But we're going to fly over now. Fly over to Hollywood. Mm. Lots of stuff is kicking off in Hollywood at the moment. But there's been... Twitter has exploded. There has been some confusion. There's been a bit of confusion about two promotional videos which have come out of Hollywood. This is also after the writer's strike. Yeah. Two promotional videos have come out of Hollywood and they are very similar. Explain, Flora. (laughs) Right. Here I am. Basically, we've we've got a big old overlap in Hollywood. A video went up with Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney where they are promoting their new film. It's a rom-com called Anyone But You. It is super cheesy. It's very Sydney Sweeney. We're going to show the video. Check out the new trailer for my new movie. My movie. It's actually my movie. We'll see whose movie it is when it comes out. Okay. Sydney Sweeney is very 
it's the me show. It's the her show. Mm-hmm. And Glenn Powell does his bit. It's very cute. It's it's quirky. They're playing off each other, right? And then, a matter of days later, we get a new promo. It's for the TV show The Curse with Emma very Stone. Feel. Very different vibe. Emma Stone and the comedian Nathan Fielder. And they basically follow the same script, word for word, the same banter, the same energy, the same blue backdrop. It's there. Check out the trailer for my new show. My new show? It's actually my show. Uh, we'll see whose show it is when people see it. Okay. It's kind of, so there's there's these two promotional videos for two totally different things. Could not be more different. Could not be more different. The curse and anyone but you. But the, the similarities, not only is the script word for word the same, yeah. which is kind of a bit tragic because it's not even that good. It's, yeah, I mean, it's not good. <laughs> I mean, it's meant to be funny. I didn't find, and the only thing that's it's funny endearing. is- It's endearing. Okay. It's a bit more common wise for me, but anyway, I don't think it's that funny. And then we've got, um, and then we've got the, they, they literally address the same. Oh, it's, yeah. So. And again, I don't think it's that nice what they're wearing. Stunt <laughs> or accident. I don't know whether it's like a Barbie Oppenheimer, like can we get on the bandwagon of putting two It feels radically... a little bit like that, doesn't it? So you think it's like a PR stuff? Yeah. So basically, Nathan Fielder, do you know who he is? I recognise him. He's a comedian. He's um he's very, very dry, quite a dark humour comedian. Mm. And so he's in this show with Emma, Emma Stone. And he is the only person, as far as I know, that's kind of spoken about it. And he did the whole celebrity apology of, you know, it's become a cliche with the, oh, the no. notes app, his little typed thing, his little no. explanation. So, no, but I think he's he's laughing at it, right? Okay. So, yeah. and his, he's like, I've just been informed that the introductory clip leading to our trailer for The Curse, which I posted on social media, blah, 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 has a lot of similarities to the rom-com, Anyone But You. I want to be clear. We shot this promo over six months ago, and then he... He um he jokes about whether it's um he said as artists doing these types of promos we just read the scripts we are given with unyielding trust that the creative we are performing is wholly original and not lifted from competing pro- projects or generated by AI. So I think this is a point that he's making about following the writer's strike. There was a lot of conversation okay. about AI. So he is doing the whole look. If we are just relying on AI, these mistakes are going to come in. I think it's that kind of gag that's being rolled out it's okay i don't think i don't Sorry think it's that spoil, funny so i kind of spoiled the joke <laughs> you spoiled the joke <laughs> i don't think it's that funny and i also just don't think it's that good i i don't know whether it's with both of these places from the same production house there's a sony link okay because i'm wondering whether the marketing team is just like okay both of these are a bit yeah nah. they're like well barbie got 125 million dollars in marketing budget no one else has any marketing budget ever again you guys can share something <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think they're even they aren't the same house as Barbie. But the um, it, it's it it screams stunt to me. But I see what they're doing. They tried to be quirky, cute, and it's done well on social media. It's being very tweeted about. It's done very well on social media, and yeah, people are definitely talking about it. And they're talking about these two programs, which probably would have felt, fallen a bit yeah. flat otherwise. Yeah. So the thing that I do catch my eye though is um, anything anyone but you, the Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney film. Is based on much much ado about nothing by Shakespeare. Oh, so it's a it's great kind of the kind in the kind of vein of do you remember she's the man, which she's was the man. Yep. Amanda Bynes. It that was based on Twelfth Night. Yeah, Twelfth Night, and, and then, then yeah, yeah. Karen isn't was it a Heath Ledger? 
Um, yes, that's, that's ten things I hate about you, and get over it, which is Lucy based on a Midsummer Night's Dream, and I that genre of films from the early two thousands really does appeal to me. <laughs> I love them. I love any kind of Shakespeare. I mean, yeah, I'm a huge Shakespeare fan. So anything, yeah. Or as my dad used to like to call him, Shakespeare. It's a better he name. He claimed him. He claimed it's him. It's a better name. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I do think it's uh, it's a really good genre of film. It's just like going back to those like classic stories. Yeah. But this is probably a PR stunt. So I'm going to roll my eyes. Heavily. I don't work in film marketing, but they should have gone heavier on the Shakespeare and less on the copying each other gag. Because Boring. as soon as I saw that it was that genre, I'm in. I will be watching it. Case closed. And there's more controversy coming out of Hollywood. Yeah, this I- is not... Good. And this is, it, it thinks back, I know that the National have been covering this yeah. in the newspaper, um, but actresses in Hollywood that have been facing some backlash because of their comments on Israel and, pa- and Palestine. I feel like backlash isn't even like quite r- the right word. It's, they've, I mean, there has been probably backlash, but they've also, they're losing work. <laughs> so um, Susan Sarandon and the actress Melissa Barrera um, have both spoken um, in support of Palestine um, and spoken out against what's happening in Gaza um, and kind of used their public platforms to to speak. And Susan Sarandon has been dropped by her talent agency, UTA. Um, for her words. For, well, it's one of these things. There, it's never been, as I haven't seen a kind of direct, she okay. was fired because of this, but she spoke about it. And then she's been... Um, let go by the talent agency and then Melissa Barrera um, has spoken about what's happening in Gaza on social media she is an actress I actually wasn't super familiar with but she was in the fil- uh, in in the heights mm-hmm. and um, so she's yeah she's spoken about what's happening in Gaza and she has been let go from the upcoming Scream 7. So Melissa, I, I'm not familiar with her, but Susan Sarandon, huge name. Very big name. Like a really big name. Susan Sarandon is, and has been for a very long time, a very outspoken and political person. So I don't, I think I think this is, like, she she knows what she thinks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's just a huge name. She's, so she's almost her like a cult-like in, figure. Her, her quote, in my opinion, is incredibly powerful. Um, I We'll read it if you would like me to. Yes, please do. She said, there are a lot of people that are afraid that that are afraid of being Jewish at this time. They are getting a taste of what it feels like to be a Muslim in this country so often subjected to violence. So she's talking about um, uh, Islamophobia in, in the US primarily. Um, that is the quote that's been very widely circulated as um, and cited for being part of why she's been dropped by UTA, the talent agency. Mm. And then Melissa Barrera's post on um, social media is, I think, still available to see on her social. And she she spoke about the fact that Gaza is currently, uh, she literally said Gaza is currently being treated like a concentration camp. And so her words were incredibly powerful as well. So, yeah, there, there's the kind of people are reacting to the fact that they have been, um, they've been let go or fired Um and kind of, they are kind of connecting the dots between the two, where the dots haven't been directly connected by any of the people involved. Hmm. But yeah. So I did see somewhere, I'm looking up now on my phone. Sorry, I know this is quite rude to do this while we're recording. But you know that the Wednesday... <laughs> I can't even hold her at <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm totally, I'm engaged. So engaged. No, Jenna Ortega, I heard rumours as well that she was also in Scream 7. 
and that she might have reacted to what Melissa has been uh, the the you know the reaction that Melissa's had. Yeah, so she is a um, she huge has, name at the she's moment. She's big. Yeah, people are really following, obsessed following with her. Wednesday. Yeah, she has gone because of a conflict in schedule scheduling situation. But there is uh, conversation that she is kind of stepping away potentially in solidarity with Melissa. That hasn't said Barrera. so. But again, they're yeah. allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Rumour, rumour, rumour. Yeah. So interesting what's happening over there at the moment. And I can I can only imagine that it's just going to keep happening. There is definitely a change in conversation. Hello, and here we are with our man about town who's going to give us all the tips on what to do this week in the UAE. So first of all, ask me how I am. Oh. How are you? I'm exhausted. Ask me why I'm exhausted. Why, why are, you are you exhausted? Because I went and saw the Napoleon movie last night. <laughs> oh! Uh, it premiered in Dubai. <laughs> and it started at 8, and I got home at 12.30. Wow. So... Are you a bed by 10 kind of guy? I'm a bed by 10.30, 10, 11. I like my bed. It's a cool place. You know, I want to sleep. I'm a big fan of mine. Same. Yeah. Fave place in the house. I like to get like my eight hours. I like to wake up early. Um, Aren't we that. meant to be speaking about the film? Yeah, sorry. So <laughs> back, back to the film about an egomaniac. Um, it is, um, listen, it is a Ridley Scott, you know, historic biopic of Napoleon. We all know Napoleon. Now, with movies, I can forgive like, you know, bad costumes or like bad lighting or bad music or cinematography. But today, like... You can't have that cat stuff can't be bad if it's a really scum movie. Like you have the budget, it's it's great. So what I cannot forgive is like a story that makes no sense, you Ooh. know? Or a story that's way too long. It was two hours and thirty-eight minutes. Like for this day and age, for like a young millennial, that's a long time not to like look at my phone, grab a drink, like tap the screen to see how long is left. You can't do that in the <laughs> cinema, you know? So it how was how many times did you check your watch? Um, I don't have a watch. I'm okay, cool. so, so I, I put my phone. I don't have a watch. I'm cool. <laughs> I usually check my phone, but I have my phone. I like my bed. I don't have a watch. <laughs> I told you, I'm like a very cool young millennial. Are you really the person who should be coming in and telling us what's hip and happening? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's built himself three times now as a really cool young millennial. Maybe that movie influenced me, like a, you know, to be like an egomaniac, like like Napoleon. You've come Napoleon. up with a different vibe today. Maybe I'll I think see how I am. It's, it's the lack of sleep. When I have a lack of sleep, I kind of go crazy. But. Back to the movie. Yes. Um, it's it's beautiful to look at. It's great music, wonderful costumes, wonderful cinematography. But, you know, this is a very, like, hot take. But, like, Joaquin Phoenix, like, you know, he's a great actor, right? Fantastic yeah, actor. That is right. a unanimous agreement. But in this movie, he was just, like, a grumpy little annoyed man the whole time. But is that not what Napoleon is? Well, this is the thing. I, I don't think so. Because I researched and I, I wasn't getting that vibe from the research. So okay. I, I felt like his interpretation was a little bit off to me. So I, it felt a bit like he was giving Kanye West, like eccentric oh. child, <laughs> but like a bit like eccentric. eccentric out there. Out there. And it, it felt like he... But did it feel like forced... It felt that's it. It felt really forced, and it, it kind of the story was was um, balancing, trying to balance between like his 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 battles and his mm -hmm. war, which mm -hmm. there were plenty of, and his like his his love his love for his wife Josephine. They had this like intense toxic love affair, um, and so it, those two things just weren't matched properly. They were kind of having hap happening in parallel to each other, okay. and so it felt like it was two movies in one, right? Like him off. Conquering the mm -hmm, world, mm -hmm. and then him at home, trying to figure out like what's going on with his wife, who's cheating on him all the time. So it was just very too different. I'm like, it's a, he's such a big guy. Like, focus on 
one thing. Yeah. You know, focus on one part. That would have been more interesting as opposed to try to cram everything into two hours. Do you think, hours. though, that if you focused on one part, it would give this kind of, maybe maybe that's what Ridley Scott, I haven't seen the film. Yeah, yeah. But maybe that's what he's trying to say, is that he was a multidimensional, like, like yeah. sporadic character. So sure, he this guy was like dealing with war, but also he did have a wife at home who was cheating on him. So that is like... Yeah, do that, but do that in a Netflix series where you have like an Ooh, hour, fair. you know, as opposed to try and point. cram everything to two hours and 38 minutes. Two, two hours and 38 minutes. Yeah. When two we were talking about minutes. this before, you said you were only going to review it if it's really bad or really good. <laughs> yeah, and, and to me, it wasn't really bad, okay. but it wasn't really good either. It was like, on that line where I'm like, oh, it could have been better, it could have been worse. So like, that's, I've just said everything I had to say about it. You okay, know? is that it? That's it. The music was cool. Oh, you know what? who's cool in it? Rupert Everett. Oh, I like I Rupert. Love I love Rupert. Rupert. Yeah. You know, he has like um, prosthetics and stuff, so he doesn't look exactly like himself. Mm. But you know, I recognize that voice. You know, all I've seen from the trailers is quite dark. Yeah, very like, atmospheric. Very atmospheric. I personally, Magpie, Love Color. Mm. It just doesn't draw me in. It does. It's not very, very appealing to me. No, I mean, it, 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 it. it I posted about this saying that it looks like a Vivian Westwood like. Backdrop. Backdrop. Not and, even and, her actual collection. Yeah. Very English backdrop. moors. Exactly. And, oh, you know what was really annoying? Is that everybody there had British accents. If they were mm. French or if they were English, that's fine. But then Joaquin Phoenix had like a hardcore American accent. So what? I was like, this is taking me out of the story. Like, why do you're Napoleon? Like, either all of you have American accents or all of you have English accents or all of you have like fake French accents. Like, you yeah. know, it just felt a bit weird. People are getting a bit like chilled about their whole accent game in um, films not really because I've al- I always noticed that it's like it's a personal uh, ick of mine like um, what's his name um, <laughs> we're learning so much about man today <laughs> what's that movie what is- Dangerous Liaisons with yeah um, with uh, you know the Michelle guy Pfeiffer uh, no wait. Yeah, the main guy uh, main guy <gasps> everybody quiz loves blank. him quiz quiz um, I'm not even trying I, 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 anyway the main guy there he's like a big time actor his name just escapes me like a sleep he has an American accent the whole time everybody has a British accent Kevin Costner in Robin Williams starts off with, Ameri- oh, yeah. with a British accent then switches to an American accent that's in Robin Hood Robin in Hood. Robin Hood yeah, not famous. Robin Williams there's yeah. also Dick Van Dyke as well oh yeah oh my god Mary, but Poppins. That Mary so, Poppins that isn't so much of a him just Committing to an American accent. accent. That's just like a really, not really great. bad English. I don't want to speak badly of Dave Van Dyke's what, no, what a great guy. But. He is a great guy. But you know what's crazy <laughs> is that the remake of Mary Poppins with Manuel Miranda. Miranda. And he also has like a weird It's like they made it part of the character. I th- yeah. This guy just has a non-English accent. He's a chimney sweep. Core blimey. Yeah. I'm not even gonna try. Don't. No. Just don't. <laughs> so moving away. Moving away. From that movie. What else is happening? So things that calm us. There's a great exhibition happening right now at ICD Brookfield, which is the building next to the Arts Club in DIFC. Yep. Um, it in is Dubai. an exhibition. Beg your pardon? In Dubai. In Dubai. Yes, in Dubai. Yes. There's an exhibition of a Kuwaiti artist called Munira Al-Qadri. And she's a really interesting artist that I've covered for a while. And I got to meet her on, on the opening. So she is really interested in the environment and sustainability and climate change. And she when you first walk in to the space, you see these huge floating, like colorful shapes up in the high ceiling. Like they're huge. They're like colossal. Wow. They look like, um, what do you call it in Thanksgiving when they have the floating? Um, oh, like parade. the parade, the balloon yes. parade. It looks like big balloon parades and they're very colorful. Flips. Float, floats, yeah. And then down at the gallery space, there's these like, it looks like you're going into a flower field. It's these big iron steel, like flower-like shapes. And 
the floating the floaties on the top and the steel flowery things at the bottom these are all like um, important yeah, art these are words art terms art yeah, terms, yeah thingies yeah. and floaties you know what we're making art relatable <laughs> yes. okay accessible to the masses you're making it accessible like I understand what you're talking about <laughs> I can picture it and I haven't pitched it <laughs> so all of them have this like sheen you know when you look at oil and it has that kind of rainbow-like gloss. gloss. Yeah, okay. So they all have this rainbow-like gloss which kind of combines them. So what she's doing is that she's looking at oil and the effects of oil on the environment but in a kind of a aesthetically pleasing way. So these flowers, when you see them, they're very intricately patterned. They look like snowflakes. You know when you zoom into snowflakes? Mm. And she was influenced by the huge cables that go into the ground that suck up oil from the ground. And when you cut those cables in half or through them, there are smaller cables inside and the patterns from that, she's taken them exactly, expanded them and then put them into these iron flower things. So they look so beautiful. But then when you realize that they are taking oil from the ground, it kind of makes it gives another layer to the work. Oh, it was a you very timely mean? exhibition. Yeah, exactly. With COP, right? Exactly, with COP28. And same with the big floating, floaty things. Um, they are taken from, you know, have you guys ever done chemistry at school? I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Did, you never studied chemistry? No, I stopped taking science and math when like, I was 15. Really? I was like, I'm How done. did you get out of that? Yeah, this In is... New Zealand, it's like a very flexible... Oh, like, oh, New Zealand's God. a chill utopia. <laughs> I mean, I regret it. I wish I was better at numbers, but I was always like an English art guy. So. Okay. But anyway, um, so in chemistry, apparently, I'm reads. told... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> So in, chem- in chemistry, I'm told, like, you have all of these little symbols for specific chemicals. Yeah. Which yes. I didn't know. S- nothing you say is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so those are completely made up by scientists. Like, oh, let's just give this shape for this chemical. And so she was really interested in that. And she took these shapes that they were literally just made up by scientists and then blew them up to these floaties. So these floaty things are these chemical shapes. Huh. But they look really fun. Ah. So if you have children, maybe this is like a fun way to teach them about chemistry so they don't end up like me and not doing chemistry and math at school. (laughs) (laughs) Start the STEM education early. Exactly, yeah. Get them going at STEM. That's great. So yeah, so very cool exhibition to go check out. And now you've You've also gone to a building which is on my list Mm -hmm. as somebody who's new to the UAE. Mm -hmm. One of the main buildings that's on my list to go and visit is Burj Al Arab. Burj Al Arab, yes. And there's something going on there at the moment. Yeah, so they have a very cool gallery there called Gallery Continua. Uh, it's on the ground level and they have an amazing show right now with a very renowned Italian artist who recently turned 90 his name is Michelangelo Pistolito I hope I didn't Michelangelo what a yeah. name what a name That's, I was going to talk about this artist because they were all, there's also work by this artist at Abu Dhabi Art called Michelangelo it's this artist oh he's also there yeah, yes, it's yes, a yes, piece yes, called like Colour and Light yes but, Keep on track with your piece. Yeah. So they're having an exhibition of his um, at the gallery in Burj Al Arab, and it is called Judgment Time. So he is primarily known for his mirror painting. So he uses mirrors in his work uh, to reflect different ideas. So here he has this room. uh, So there's four walls in the room. Each wall has a mirror that's shaped in a different way. In front of the mirror, there is a symbol for one of the uh, religions. So there mm-hmm. is a prayer mat for Islam. There is a Buddha for Buddhists. There is a, um, what is it, that thing you stand on when you do communion? I don't know what it's called. Like a, a, little, a, a, little little yeah. Yeah, a yeah, like a little altar thing in front of the mirror for to symbolize Christianity. And then in the Judaism one, he has the mirror shaped like a synagogue shape. Mm. And what's interesting is that when you stand in the middle of the room and you look at the mirror that represents, you know, whatever religious doctrine that you follow, you see a reflection through the like religious symbol 
in the mirror, but you also can't help but see your reflection in all the other mirrors because they're all mm. facing each other. Mm. So it's this idea that all religions are somehow connected and we're all connected to each other and to other religions because collectively we're all people, right? So mm. it's these really interesting ideas that he plays with to do with like, the portrait of humanity, the portrait of the universe, and the self-portrait at the time when you're looking at yourself in the mirror. Mm. So it's a very cool, interesting, conceptual show that I recommend that you guys go to. A Connecting. very reflective space, literally. Yeah. Yeah, literally, yeah. It's a <laughs> reflective space. And also, he is doing a talk at the Louvre on mm. Saturday. So, ah. yes. So we can go and see him there. So you can go see, you can go to the show. And then you can go to Abu Dhabi Art, right? That's where he's doing his... Yeah. Go on a, um... And he's busy for a 90-year-old. Yes, he is busy. And when I spoke to him and he was like very cool, very calm, very like, you know, was able mm. to talk for ages. Um, a pistoletto really nice. tour of the UAE this weekend. Yes. Yeah. I do love when artists use mirrors in their work. It's like one of my favorites. Whenever I see anything reflective. Again, I'm a magpie. God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to find a different personality. No, and he was saying true. about how the mirror is the ultimate portrait. It's the ultimate truth. You see yourself in the mirror and like that is the truth right there. And then I was like, oh, especially elevator mirrors because you really want to see the truth. <laughs> Go to an, a mirror the in real an truth elevator. Is yeah. H&M mirror. I don't know if you've ever been in there. That is uh, reflective. Oh, really? The I back of your body, it is a lot. I feel that's because of the fluorescent lighting as well. That is, you want to see every blemish, so every... It's an examination. Yeah. Yeah, I try and avoid all of those mirrors. Elevator mirrors. I'm the person who stands with my back towards them. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I want to see do. everything. When we were walking in here, I <laughs> tried to catch my reflection on just like a plain window. And then I thought I walked into it. I was like, no, I was looking at myself. I'm always, I'm always trying to find the versions of myself everywhere. Just me. Where am I? There's one more thing we need to talk about. Yes. Food. And film. Food and film. Two beautiful worlds colliding. Mm -hmm. Intersecting. Yeah. So Yava Restaurant, which is in Al Wasl Road in Jumeirah, um, they are in Dubai. They are doing a very cool thing on November the 30th where they are combining our favorite things, film and food. Um, and a great film they're starting with is Matilda. Mm -hmm. uh, which I saw a couple of weeks ago yeah. at the yeah, um, we've had a lot of Matilda Opera, lots of Matilda stuff. So basically, you go and you they're playing the movie, and as the movie's playing, you eat the food that appears in the movie at the same time it appears. So I've seen this phenomenon on Instagram internationally, like in England and in the US, but I did not know it was here. Mm -hmm. I'm hyped. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very cool. And especially if you know Matilda. I mean, Matilda, I, the only thing that comes to mind, I'm sure it's on everyone's mind, is Bog Trotter's cake. chocolate cake. Yes, that huge because, cake. Yeah, because Miss Trunchbull forces this kid to eat this huge chocolate cake. Do you get, I wonder if you get a whole cake. Surely just a slice. Yeah, surely. a slice. And I'm also curious about the TV dinners because I didn't grow up in that kind of world yeah. where you had TV dinners. So what is a TV dinner? You're so classy. Maybe I'm they're so going to just bring us like a, I don't know, I'm excited. Well, how do you find You have a TV dinners like something on your lap. Yeah, they must bring food in a, I mean, that works for a cinema, food in a tray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love like how film can inspire you to eat things or to try and seek out things. So yeah. like I was um, recently uh, in the mall and I saw that there's a, a bakery in Abu Dhabi called Bloom Bakery and they're selling Mendel's Courtesan au Chocolat, which is from the Grand Budapest Hotel, oh. the Wes Anderson film. And they sell them in these like large boxes, which exactly like the film. And you open up the box and it kind of, you know, there's oh, this huge like kind cool. of little Amazing. It looks like a profiterole tower, mm. um, but I definitely want to get one of those for Christmas. There's another cafe in Dubai. It's called Parker's and yeah. they sell the Matilda, it's called the Matilda cake. and <gasps> But it doesn't come as a whole cake. It's just a giant slice. Like oh, it wow. is a slice easily. Everybody in the studio around could eat it. Wow. And um, so it's, yay big if you can see me on video. Wedge. A wedge. And um, <laughs> it comes in a plastic 
casing and you lift the plastic casing and then all the like oh, no. flowing chocolate sauce all flows out and it has like a little Matilda sign at the top and yeah. it's oh my god it's so good I think oh. about once a week I share that video <laughs> with my boyfriend on Instagram being like can we go I've only had it once no but it's all the, these other things like have you ever been inspired to seek out some food that you've seen in a film yeah from everything from um, Triumph Chocolate Factory like you know the Everlasting Gobstopper that's a perilous yeah, I mean, perilous food is, you're yeah. never going to achieve that dream and by the way it's always annoying me in the film when Charlie would get, open the chocolate bar and he would see the golden ticket and he threw the chocolate bar on the street like no eat that yeah exactly like it always drove me nuts but yeah anything from well again roll doll roll doll i mean yeah i suppose it sparks so much joy there's also like the giraffe pelly and me like he talks about having his own grubber which is like a sweet shop Mm. and they talk about like these delicious plums i mean all all of this (sighs) the the food description in roll doll is spectacular so i can understand why they've decided to pick up on matilda as but there are, there are so many movies out there that have food as a main theme. Somebody should open a, a restaurant that's just movie food. I said this the other day because, you know, tater tarts. Yes. <laughs> tater tarts. Can't say that in an English accent. You can't say it in an English accent, but Napoleon Dynamite was like one of my favorite films at university. And it's a comedy and I there's a really film. awkward main character. We're back to Napoleon. Yeah, yeah, we're back oh, to Napoleon. Look at that. Full circle moment. Full circle moment. I don't think he's as aggressive as no. Joaquin Phoenix. Different energy. Different different Napoleon energy. <laughs> different we all have a bit of Napoleon in us. But he was like always caught with like tater tarts in his pockets. Mm. And I remember going to America and just seeking out tater tarts. Like, where can I can I get some tater tarts? From tater pockets? tarts. Were they good? They're, they're like mini yeah. hash browns. Like bite-sized I'm, hash brown. Oh. I would argue they're not as good as hash browns. It's hash brown with all the crunch. Hash, hash browns with too much squidge. That's is that, is it, was it also anticlimactic having a, a Twinkie? Is that what they're called? Uh, a Twinkie from the Goonies. Yeah. I've never had one of them. You've never had a Twinkie? No. no they're not that great. Oh, okay. But it, it was just like the whole thing about like being a kid, you see all this stuff all the time on television, especially like American culture yeah. when we were yes. growing up was so big. And I would always be kind of like, oh, I really want to try like the things that they've spoken about in the movies and you know well food is culture right and so is movies and so when those two things intersect yeah exactly and I had to seek out tater tots (laughs) and Twinkies (laughs) for your pocket (laughs) (laughs) oh well this brings us to the end of episode 10 thank you so much if you've been listening to us and have been enjoying Culture Bites. We are taking a little break, like we mentioned earlier in the show, but that's it for today. And uh, thanks for listening. And if you have liked this episode, please follow and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Bye.